on another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast. Just like Satoru Gojo, we are all wrapped up with Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. We're going to talk about that and much more right after these ads we have no control over. Sing along if you know the words. One, two, three, it's time for Animation Deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast. <coughs> Good lord. Where we take action animation <laughs> and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. I am your under the weather host, Zahara Lee. And I am your feeling much better this week host, Andrew Rogers. Yeah, we just take it turns to keep the balance, covering for each other, but we're here. We make it happen. And for a finale such as this, a lot of anticipation going into the season, a lot of delay between the movie and the season, lots of scrutiny over the season, and it's finally over. How are we feeling? confused like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so happy to be here it was gratifying to get to the end it's like okay we made it this is the finale but gosh if i wasn't holding my head through like half of this just trying to disseminate the information that was in front of us like it, it wouldn't be a jjk season finale if you're not left asking more questions than you have answers to because i feel like that was that was really how this felt <laughs> yeah because like We talk about how they're not very good at explaining things. No, they are not. And there was an episode dedicated to explaining things. (laughs) It was an episode dedicated to explaining things, but like so, so much dialogue to keep up with, even reading it, even pausing, even thinking about it was just so like, we'll, we'll get into it deeper as we get into this episode, but just like. It goes back to the whole, I need to understand techniques. I need to understand who these people are. I need to remember names from. 40 episodes ago like it is just intense it's really funny monica is flying through the season now she's trying to catch up for the finale so monica was going through the finale sorry about that yeah no no worries um yeah so monica's going through the finale fighting the curse getting to the finale it's she got to the part of like sukuna fighting the cursed dog whatever thing that i cannot um remember the name of and she looked at me and she's like, the fight was great. I was keeping up, but I just like tuned out half of what was going on. I don't know who these characters are, what their powers are, because I just can't keep up anymore. And I'm like, that is exactly how I felt through most of this show is just, I can't keep up with the dialogue. I'm going to watch a pretty fight scene. And then to get all this dialogue at the end, I was like, no, where's my pretty fight scene? Like it was, it was intense. It was a lot, but it was also really good because it did answer some of the questions that we've been having all season. And a lot of what was set up, I'm just upset that we didn't get to see some specific characters do specific things that I feel mm-hmm. like we've been waiting for. And then it's interesting, like how much we used to crap on anime for like how many times they would like refer to something that happened the episode before and be like, we just watched it. Move on. Why are we wasting 20 minutes of time like to do this? And now it's like, what are they talking? Huh? This happened. What the? I just, but eh. so it's a lot. It this, is a lot. This definitely is just more of a bingeable show for me. And it's sad to say, but also because of the popularity of the show. And now that I'm invested, spoilers come out like that. I will say I am not on. I think about halfway through this season, it redeemed itself for me that I am not on team binge. I was so happy to keep up every week and be like, okay, what's happening? How is this going to go? Because watching a couple episodes in a row Oh, God, that would have been rough. Like, I I think having the break and the breather and the like, okay, 
I, I need to know what happens next week, but also I can unwind a little bit from the reeling emotions that are going through me of these characters. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about what I need to consume more while I'm under the weather so that we can talk about these spoilers. That is very true, because as you could tell, I am better this week. I made it through like it was nothing, thanks to keeping myself hydrated and totally on top of things. And, you know, one of the best ways to do that is to keep up like I know Zuhair is going to be doing all week with Liquid IV. He's holding up his mug. He has it here. He is drinking. He is ready to go because the sponsor is tremendous at helping you out with uh, staying hydrated. <clears throat> yep. One stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. The results of an extensive R&D process to perfect the flavor and efficacy, Liquid IV combines science-backed zero-sugar technology with the brand's commitment to delicious real flavor. No artificial sweeteners and zero-sugar with proprietary amino acid allulose blend for a sweet taste without the calories or raised blood glucose levels you get from sugar. Contains 8 vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness with 3 times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. And if you could not tell, he was hoping that I would do that for him, but uh, <laughs> I, I really wanted to see how he would power through just to show you the difference in energy that it can give you because it's just, it's so good at getting you on track, keeping you hydrated. And like I said, it, it brought me all the way back through and it's not only good for you, but it's good for the rest of the world and the environment because it is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. And Liquid IV also believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. They partner with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions that help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. So whether you are over the moon or under the weather, you might want to get yourself some Liquid IV. And a great way to do that is by going to liquidiv.com and using the code STAYWELMED at checkout to get 20% off when you grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free or any other variant. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code STAYWELMED at liquidiv.com. And as always, thank you for supporting the brands that support animation deliberation. Because without them, what are we doing? We're just going to immune support. Yeah. Get yourself some immune support. Like I said, it's only going to help you feel better in all sorts of situations. But speaking of feeling some kind of way, we've talked at length about how this episode explains things. And in case you need a recap, I feel like there is no better week for us to read a recap, but I feel like I need it just to make sure we have all the information. Uh, here you go with Shibuya incident gate close. Yuki confronts Sudogeto over their conflicting ideologies, the former believing humanity's next step in evolution is the removal of cursed energy, while the latter believes in optimizing cursed energy. Sudogeto proceeds to remotely activate Mahito's idol transfiguration on two different kinds of non-sorcerers all over Japan, those who consumed cursed objects like Yuji and those with latent cursed techniques like Junpei turning them all into sorcerers. Among those awakened are Sumiki Fushiguro. Sudogeto declares he will force the two groups to kill each other in order to gain a deeper understanding of cursed energy. Urame's ice melts due to a poison from Choso's blood, but Sudogeto unleashes a horde of cursed spirits, allowing them to escape. Telling Yuji he has high expectations for him and Sukuna, 
He's bringing the world back to the Heian Age. In the aftermath, people around the country are reacting to the mysterious attack on Shibuya, while the government struggles to deal with everything, planning to go public about the existence of cursed energy as cursed spirits grow more rampant among the streets. Meanwhile, the Jujutsu higher-ups declare Gojo an accomplished to the Shibuya incident, sentence Principal Yaga to death, and reinstate Yuji's execution with Yutu, Yuta Okatsu named his executioner. The second half of this episode was really interesting because it was, in some ways, a time skip. And they had the right idea yes. on certain parts, but they weren't very consistent on it. But I do want to compliment them on what they were going for. And that is the horror aspect that oh, yeah. Kaizen Zero and Season 1 have had. I wanted to see more of, like, the cars on the road. No one's driving. You know, the girl's little doll, you know, laying in the, little, in the middle of the street. Like, I wanted to see kind of more of the chaos that came about from this. I think there was too much time spent on people listening to the news and less of how terrible of a state that we're actually in right now. <clears throat> Last week, we even talked about, like, are there government officials that know about this? Is it a secret agency? Is it a secret concept? Do the rest of the world know about it? I think we got, like, some answers with that yeah, in this I, I would sequence. So. so I was grateful for that. But the way that, despite the fact that I'm just shivering because I'm sick right now, that actually gave me like heebie-jeebies seeing the girl in the market just eating the scrap food and the the lure that the curse had trying to like call her in and the build up to that i'm just like they got to get back to more of this because i'm not a big horror fan and that was an aspect of the first season that i really liked is that the curses genuinely made me uncomfortable yeah, I think it's the weird way that these like small level curses are much more of like spooky, scary ghost as opposed to these big ones that are just like, oh, they're the most powerful, essentially sorcerers, but they're just curses out there. But yeah, you mentioned that they laid a lot of groundwork for those horror sequences. They showed a lot of like what's going on. And I do think it was a nice slow build to the confusion and the chaos and just like there was no explanation. We saw that circle slowly growing, knowing that the mm -hmm. curses were getting further out. That means more people were going to be, you know, under attack and having problems. So it did a lot to aid that. And yeah, it answered kind of our biggest question that it is not public knowledge of curses. Like some people might believe it. They might be conspiracy conspiracists, but now they're going to go public and this is going to be real information. So I feel like, what is the what world this, military going to do? Yeah, it's the world military. There was a lot of insinuations about like how the US might step in and how all of these world powers aren't going to take this. Like, There's a lot of questioning going on about that. And I think it sets up the question that we've been asking this whole time is where does the show go? It's going to be an entirely new world um, in season three, mm -hmm. I feel like. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of been always set in a Japan that we understand. It's a modern world, but there's some, you know, interworkings going on in the background at Jujutsu High. It feels like this upcoming season is just being set up to be true chaos, true fictional world. I'm getting almost like 
like the beginning of infinity war captain america like civil war vibes where it's like mm. oh we're gonna have a bunch of our people disavowed and they're going underground but they're secretly trying to save people like i'm almost hoping that we get a cross of horror and like secret agent vibes mm-hmm. going on because that's a lot of what i felt like i was getting at the end is it was like okay these people have to now come out of hiding and they have to help people and they're like everyone's at risk but they don't even know how big that risk is like it's super cool but it's a lot to suddenly have like halfway through this episode just flipped the switch from Shibuya incident to back to like the aftermath. Like there, yeah. there was not a transition. It just was literal record cut on the music. Okay, we're going to something yeah. else now. Yeah, like, as he went through the portal and the gate closes, it like yeah, I was, for, I was confused and concerned for all the excitement for Utah. Like, when's he going to come back? How is he going to come back? What's the purpose? You think it's going to be like him and Itadori working together. But to find that that Gojo's a criminal, Principal Yaga's a criminal, I don't understand that one at all. And then for this to be Itadori is in hiding and Yuta's hunting him is just, hmm, this is quite the time jump. Yeah, Yuta, like, reappearing, I, I had that little cheer of, like, there he is, we've been waiting for you. So happy, so confident. Yeah. Rika's so oh my savage. God. Him looking, Rita, that's a little over the top, can, can, we cool, can, can we cool it down here? I was like, oh no, this is, this is getting to be a bit much. But, um, yeah, I think the explanation that I would have with Principal Yuga is one of two things, either A, they're just using him as, like, a scapegoat sure just to be like you sent in gojo whomst we're blaming so you are at fault or remember like this is where the first five episodes really kind of come into play he was the one that said to gojo and ghetto like do what you want make this world your own like you don't have to go through with what you know the higher ups are saying they could be linking it way back to him like inciting what happened yeah, between gojo and gato like way back which would be a super deep cut for them to know i unless like principal yaga threw his hand up and said this is my fault but i think it was the more interesting thing that gojo is like being declared an accomplice i don't know if it's a scapegoat i don't know if that's just not information if they're assuming that like because it is ghetto that they were best friends so he would have had something to do with it i i'm very intrigued that maybe it's it gonna be to, spun somehow in season three maybe it has to do with the tankin story and how they took the vessel away like maybe a delay in that was like the cause of like maybe pseudo ghetto or the brain curse or whatever like getting out yeah they're because they mentioned tangan a lot but still we know like nothing about him and and so that right there is a a little bit of where i say this episode gets really confusing is in that first half where they're throwing out tangan's name and there was the picture of the big hole in the ground so i was like are we gonna see tangan's power and like it was kind of thrown out that that might have been where geto got the idea or they were you i at first i thought they were using um their power to amplify what was going on but i don't think that was actually the answer that we were given i think even in this synopsis they just mentioned that it was remotely activating mahito's technique so i feel like there's some other thing going on with tengen and again we didn't even get to see 
I don't have her name in front of me, but the main like top level sorceress that came back. Yuki. We didn't even. Oh, is that Yuki? It's the first word. There you go. Yuki like didn't even get to see her technique. Didn't even get to see really much of that. It was just a small confrontation of like, hey, here it is. And then that was it. So talking to Dory like they've been buddies for so many years. Oh my gosh. And the animation on her was just so it it was delightful. It was funny. It was so many things that like it felt like we were getting just two pals. Like you say, we also don't even have the answer. Just side note of uh, Nobara's fate. That's a whole thing that is still Maki. Yeah, so she caught on fire last time we saw her. (laughs) I'm assuming that Maki's gone just in the fate of everyone else including uh, why can i not remember nanami like come on yeah yeah like finding out everyone's fate like that i have to imagine but yeah it was, it was interesting how much pseudo gato wanted um jogo's power too yeah was that just like an extra eh, i can get something out of this or was there actually like a purpose that now we're gonna find out that he does he can't do a portion of his plan because of that it again so much talking in the first half of this half of this episode that I'm just like scanning the cliff's notes in my head. Terrifying is all I can think of. Yeah, but I think that's the craziest thing. I watched this maybe an hour ago, if that. Like, I made sure to watch it going into this, knowing that there was going to be plenty to talk about, plenty to do, and I still am grasping at straws of the information that was presented. Mm -hmm. That's... This is going to be worth a rewatch possibly in English just to be able to slow it down and hear it and read it at the same time, like fully get the information because to watch things at half speed. Yeah. Literally watch things at half speed. <laughs> and and I think it's hard because we were in the middle of an intense situation. So trying to read it while you're also getting a read on who's okay, who's going to be able to fight. Oh no, look, there's an entire horde of curses that are like pouring out of nowhere. There, there was so much going on that the information almost took a backseat at times. Apparently, this is going to casually bring up that Inamaki lost his arms to Itadori. Yeah, I think that's another uh, great question is, was this purposeful? Like, did this happen off screen and like Itadori got in a fight? Or was, was it this, was it Sukuna Itadori? Because we know that he was um, on site at Shibuya. So... Like there was that little moment where he was like, don't worry, I got this and was taking out curses on the street. Is that where it happened? I'm I'm very intrigued. Mm, okay. I yeah, thought we right. saw him like a snippet of him once after that, but I could be wrong. I don't I don't or think we've seen him before. again since prior to Itadori going underground. I think that would be the last it was. Maybe up it was just street. a name drop like. Inomaki said that you guys were down here. So I, I remember him being brought up in some capacity. I just can't remember how. Maybe it was just I, a name drop. Yeah. I want to know where Yuta's been at, though. Like, where was Yuta hiding during all of this? That suddenly, like, uh, he's back and now he's got to get revenge. Like, hey, what were you doing yeah, the whole time that we could have used your help, sir? It's Gojo that finds him in the end credit scene of the movie. With yeah, the chef, dude. He's part of, like, the class, isn't he? He's like a distant cousin. What do you mean a distant cousin? 
Oh, the classroom. Yeah, he's um he's like Maki and Panda Panda. Panda and Inamaki's class. Yeah, like he's in Inamaki's class. That's why mm-hmm. he actually cares about him so much. Yeah. But I feel like that's the bigger like, okay, but we assigned all of the classmates to this situation, despite some of them very clearly like possibly not being capable of the situation. Where was the most capable of all of them? Well, apparently he was in another country, but now I'm wondering like did Gojo find him before all this happened? Did he actually see this coming and put Yuta in, like keep him informed? Is this way afterwards? Like, are we not getting fruition to that end credit scene for a while? Like, when when did that end credit scene happen? That's what I want to know now. Or the end credit scene you're talking like with with Yuta, the chef villain from the movie. They're just like sitting at a table and eating outside. And then Gojo just walks up to him and it's like, hey, Yuta, it's been a while. It's oh, like, yeah. Wait, tie this in. That's right. I guess that could technically be before all of this. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't even think about that. Because it's it's most likely not after. Because. Either the- that or it's like arcs and arcs and arcs after. And then again, every episode we're questioning, like, how far is the show actually going? Yeah, well, I'm, but I mean, that's a bigger thing. We talk about, okay, it could be later. Gojo's still in the prison realm. Like, he's gone. There is, that's why these spirit, the these curses are about to run amok. Like, I was very surprised by that. I was very surprised that we didn't get some sort of like, haha, I had a way out or someone saving. Like, no, the world is in disarray. It felt like they were kind of setting up that Itadori is the last hope. It seems that way. Although, were you like it was a great scene of him on the bridge there at the end when he clapped his hands? Were you expecting him to teleport to? I didn't know what I was expecting. When he clapped his hands, I was like, "No, no way!" No. He like somehow did something with the technique that he can clap his hands and his brother can help. But nah, alas, instead it's just again. It seems like he is actively out here like hunting the curses, trying to save people, trying to redeem himself. Like I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of dialogue between him and Yuta where he's like, no, I deserve whatever you're about to do, but we need to stop these curses and save people first. Yeah, the way that they gave that update of the characters at the end, I need like, you know, like at the end of a of like a like a a based on a true story movie where they're like, oh, yes, this many years later, this person's doing this. This person ended up in jail. This one died of X, Y and Z like. I need that for the characters that you haven't bothered to show us at all. <laughs> yeah, no, we need a roundup. Again, Sukuna had some plan for Megumi. Like, there's so many dangling threads and so many things, but this is exactly how it was last season, where there were all of these dangling threads, and Gojo was sending Nobara and Megumi on their own little, like, quest, and they had the side conversation of, like, whose family is who. Like, they they really like to mess with us in so many ways because also we're going again i keep talking about season three but how can i not when it's like oh well there's so many things left to happen it feels like we're gonna have another genre shift like season one fun action slight like slice of life ninja show season two absolute horror massacre season three thriller on the chase saving people like they're they're just going in so many directions that like I don't know what to expect because the, the serious difference between season one and two is no is so notable 
that it's like, okay, well, we got to keep going. And I think the big question is, how long was it between season one and two? Like, how long are we expecting a Demon Slayer every year situation? What was that? Two or two and a half years? Two or two and a half years. I don't want to rush this. Mappa, please, please. But the delay was because the movie was doing so well in theaters. It was the Suzume thing. Yes. Where it's like, well, people are still watching it internationally, so why pull it from the theater when it's making this much money that we're not going to pay our animators with? <sighs> yeah, there there definitely is that problem. Gosh, this started on July 6th. We've been at this for this long. Have we really? I'm just seeing like original release July 6th through December 28th uh, is what? this season. Yeah, it was July 6th was hidden inventory one. This has been half a year. <laughs> Yeah, 52 weeks in a year. We're at 23 episodes. No breaks. Make sense? All all gas, no breaks. I wonder we haven't made time for anything else. <laughs> Seriously, we have not had time for anything else because, like, Jujutsu Kaisen has taken up all of our time. Let's see. List of Jujutsu Kaisen episodes. So, the first, yeah, the first season came out October 3rd, 2020 through March 2021. And then came back in 2023. So that was about a two-year gap. But there was a movie in there. So I wouldn't expect anything less than a year and a half, though. year and a half is... That's, that's fine. I feel like a year Throwing and a half... Throwing a little is... My Hero OTA in the middle. I was just about to say, I feel like unless you were like My Hero Academia and like Demon Slayer, year and a half is small. Like, I, I think... We're just get sidebar. That's one of the worst things. As I've had a little bit more free time over the holidays, I've just been picking up about some smaller anime, and like knowing that I'm gonna get to the end of this, or having gotten to the end of some like ten, twelve episode things, and the seasons came out like years ago, and you have no idea if a season two is ever going to come, is like heartbreaking and hard to deal with. So the idea that it's like, okay, we're definitely getting a season three of the show. Maybe it'll take two years. I think I can live with that. So I haven't started Hunter Hunter yet. Yeah, Hunter Hunter may never come back, and I'm okay with that because the end point is very good. But then you have Black Clover where it ended, and it's like, oh no, there's more of this story to tell big time. It's been years since we've got cliffhanger. Yeah, it's been a couple years since we've gotten that. I think 2025 is when that's coming back. But like, I'm currently watching Apothecary Diaries. Turns out that's ongoing. Phenomenal show, but no idea where it's gonna like end ever let's see what was the family yeah rising of the shield arrow well spy family just ended Mm -hmm. season two absolutely phenomenal like i miss animates yeah animates we gotta bring that back because season two of spy family has been so good the movie has come out in japan hopefully we'll be getting it in the u.s at some point here but yeah, there's so many shows like Licorice Story Coil is a great one. I love, absolutely love the first season. Don't know if there's ever going to be a second season. I just have to live with that now. Jujutsu Kaisen, at least we don't have to deal with the struggle of questioning if it's going to come back. It's just when is it going to come back? It'll probably be two years, maybe three. Oh, well, let's let MAPPA people rest, please. Because if we ask for it any sooner than two years, it might be garbage because all of the good animators might just leave. Yeah, just just pick one animation style and stick with it. Have your standard, your action, 
and your comedy. Yeah, Which I, think I feel that... like this episode actually did a really good job at. Because there's the animation that we were used to. And then every time we were talking about the funny sequences with Yuki. But then when it went from the newscast to like the camera panning down the aisles of the grocery store. You saw that shift in, in like the level of detail just shot up. And I was like, oh, what's about to happen now? Yeah, that was that was the good stuff. That was, again, that horror where it's just like you're being completely drawn into the world like we got so much in season one. And I think that's why you were comparing it subconsciously. You were just like, ah, this feels the same. So who knows? Maybe things were a little bit more back on track, maybe because there wasn't a big fight season this episode or fight scene this episode. They could stretch the budget a little bit more. But. Yeah, hopefully MAPPA has some good news coming because I know they have more coming out, but I don't know. One Punch Man is probably the next big project. I was about to say One Punch Man is the next, but I don't think they've had anything like hugely on their list. Attack on Titan came out. Chainsaw Man was this year. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. We had a ton this year already come out, but it's like, okay, well, what's... They had Vinland Saga come out this year. They did Campfire Cooking in Another World with My Absurd Skill. I, I This has popped up on my feed so many times it is on my watch list, but it is not anything that I look at this cover and think to myself, oh, this is a map of joint. But here we are. Apparently we got to watch that. But I, yeah, of everything on this list of like coming 2023 and 2024, we've gotten most of it already aside from one punch man and i guess they have a yuri on ice movie but i don't know they do great work but i'm hoping that they do take at least a little bit of a break coming out of all of this Mm -hmm. because i'm sure we're gonna get more chainsaw man we're obviously gonna get more of this i doubt one punch man is stopping so there's plenty more on the agenda but at least attack on titans out of the way so mm-hmm. they can do that. And did make you watch room... any of the um the little spin-offs that they did? For like when you finish the... oh wait, have you finished Attack on Titan? No, I still have not had oh, the okay. heart to sit down and watch that finale. So when you finish Attack on Titan, there's actually more episodes after that. It's kind of like going back in time and it's like little episodes from like different characters from like just different points. They like expanded on some of the stories. Yeah, but at the very least, I'm just letting you know. Mostly done. Cool. And if yeah. anybody else hadn't known that, then surprise. Which yeah, we probably are did, because an- if you finished part two, then it just automatically tries to start. Yeah, we are an anime and animation show, so we could talk about these other things. But we are here to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen. I think um, with this season being a wrap, it's one of it's definitely one of the greats if it could explain things better. Literally, my only complaint about this show is I'm so confused walking away from it so often. But the story that they have told, absolutely top tier, belongs in the like new Gen 3 conversation. I don't necessarily think it's a winner. This is why I won't end up on my Rushmore. No, I don't think I don't think it's Rushmore worthy. But it's again, it's in the conversation. Like if someone were to tell me that it's on their Rushmore, I don't have an argument for them like mm-hmm. it's not one of those where i'm like oh i could see other things like if you love this i can totally see why i think it was tremendous i think it did so many things well i just like knowing like there's so many other shows where it's simple and easy to understand the power and like you don't have questions after that 
Was it you that said that we need a we need Deku to cross over in the show just to explain things to us? <laughs> that might have been. We were definitely talking like about that. Instead of a Juju like stroll, it's just on. Deku coming in and filling everybody in with what happened. Seriously, just give us a Juju st- stroll where you actually explain some things. Even that would be delightful. But yeah, it's not. It, it's it's tremendous in so many ways. I'm trying to remember what the new Gen Three conversation is. It's Attack on Titan. Black Clover's in there. Well, what's the second one? Because it's like Attack on Titan. Oh, it's Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. And then the argument is like, okay, who deserves the third slot? And yeah, I, I, it comes up often in the conversation. I will say I don't think manga readers blew this one out of the water. I think there was a lot of like so many manga readers being like, oh my god, the Shibuya incident. You're going to have to wait and see. This is going to be crazy. And at the beginning, we were yeah, like, dude. I don't know. No, they were they were right. This was absolutely one of the most insane. Like, I think we're just a little desensitized to it because of things like Attack on Titan absolutely destroying our mental capacity for a story prior to this. No, I, I genuinely think the manga readers blew it out of proportion. I don't think so at all. Are you kidding me? This was this was absurd. I never would have seen this level of death destruction character loss like they rounded out so well they had the characters react in the right way the way that itadori is just falling apart now but it's like it's spread out in so many ways it's spread out in a way in my opinion where it's like oh yeah we forgot to convey the emotion of like thousands of people are dead no i don't think they forgot to do that at all what do you mean no, I, I think feel- like when Itadori had his dialogue, it was because I even said at one point, I was like, go just like running around killing people. It's just like, I no, no big deal, whatever. Well, but that was different than Itadori doing it. Like, I feel like that was a that was a character choice as opposed to a storytelling choice. Yeah, but. If I. If I put it from like a one to five. With three being whelmed. I I think the manga readers put it at like a five when it really was like a three and a half or a four. I think they put it at a five and it's at a four, but I don't think many like. If you went into like, this, I'm not blind, trying to say that they were like, I'm not trying to discredit the excitement of it. Yeah, I think it just went like too high and <clears throat> it comes down to like this conversation that I've been having on like every freaking podcast that I'm on is like, there's no gray area anymore, right? Like either something absolutely amazing and you have to watch it or it's dog shit. Why did this was ever made? Yeah. So I no, feel that- like Shibuya incident specifically was just a victim to that as I came in with these high, high, high expectations of every week's going to be this and you got to see this and it's good. It's going to blow your mind and blah, blah, blah. Just like, yeah, there was moments where I was at the edge of my seat. There's moments where I was like, wow, this is phenomenal. But like as a whole, I don't think it met the expectation that like people set in my head. I think, yeah, you may have been expectations set a little bit differently because like I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be surprising, but I personally still had my expectations pretty set in. And I think that's the biggest thing is like if I had gone in with nothing, knowing nothing, I would probably be putting this at like a four and a half, five because yeah, like when you're a manga reader and you're flipping through it for the first time, you're like, wow, this is crazy. But I think it ends up, yeah, dropping to like a four, like still super surprised, but definitely like knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I felt that way about like the most recent season of my hero, where there were all these people being like, oh my God, the dark Deku arc, it's going to be crazy. You're not ready for this. And I was like, we got two episodes where he was angsty 
and then he came back to his friends like what are you mm-hmm. guys talking about whereas if i was just watching it i'd be like this is super cool i'm super into this so i think it i think it comes down to also like setting expectations leveling ourselves we are in that position of like you said there's not a lot of gray area left and i'm trying to revive gray area because i very mm-hmm. much like that's why like i said i'm watching a lot of these smaller anime because they sit in that gray area where I'm just going to watch 12 episodes, have a delightful time, but I'm not about to be like, Oh my gosh, this deserves anime of the year award. I'm at like a crunchy roll. I'm just going to be like, no, instead I got to watch my dress up darling and watch two people like be goofy and fall in love. And it was a delightful show, but I'm still Mm -hmm. not about to scream from the rooftops. Like there are categories and they all just fall into it. And I think being whelmed is like, we, we say whelmed, overwhelmed, underwhelmed. I think it's important to go back to the quote. And the quote was, Mr. Freeze was overwhelmed. Captain Cold was underwhelmed. Why isn't anyone just whelmed anymore? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very, very good way to say it is stay whelmed. Like, just be happy to be in that area. Don't expect to be overwhelmed. Don't expect mm-hmm. to be wowed. Expect to have a good time. And at the end of the day, JJK... Shibuya incident overwhelmed. I'm still above the three whelmed. It was great, but don't go in. Don't tell people that you're going to be overwhelmed because all you're going to do is end up underwhelming them. That's, that's just what happens. I'm genuinely hoping that people I tell should watch Jujutsu Kaisen now that season two is over. Cause I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's an enjoyable show. Check it out. Trying to like, keep it tempered. Right. Yeah. So I genuinely want someone to text me and be like, oh my God, I'm watching season two X, Y, and Z happen. Like genuinely wish that I could have that same reaction. Cause not even that, like I intentionally follow manga readers. I just really like fan art. So sometimes it pops up, I interact with it. And then it's like, Hey, you want to hear about manga stuff? I'm like, no, 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 I don't keep it away from me. Yeah. Disconnecting yourself from the internet is probably the hardest thing to do, but it's definitely one of the best things. That's why I've said it way too many times this episode but i'll keep saying it pick up a random anime something that is like oh this is on the crunchyroll recommended list or the hulu you know top of 2023 just pick it up if you know nothing about it and go in with no expectations and you're probably going to have a good time with a lot of things in this world if you just like "Eh, let me find something new if you have the free time obviously not all of us have that free time it's a big deal but like do it enjoy it Enjoy things. Stop hating things and just enjoy more things. If you're not satisfied with the MCU, go watch a DC animated show. There you go. That's the soapbox to stand on in that moment. But yeah, I think I think that's a good round out. It's just like, have fun, enjoy it. And if you were watching this along with us for the first time this season, definitely write in, give us your thoughts. We would love to hear if you had a great time if you weren't like super high on expectations and you just got this blown out of the water for you, I'm so happy for you, but we definitely love to hear from you as always reach out on any of our social medias as well as the email, all of the things that Zuhair lists in his much less sick state at the end of this episode. (laughs) All right. Zoo's given me the signal. He looks good. I look good. We're both tired. It's been a long season And it's the end of 2023. We will talk to you all again in 2024 with more anime, more animation and more things. But, you know, in order to get that, keep tuning in. That's a T-O-O-N-I-N. Stay well and stay healthy. (laughs) Stay healthy indeed by flexing on those muscle muscles.
Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed.